Welcome to the first episode of the year from the First Issue Club podcast in 2020. Greg, what is this podcast? What's it about? Well, thank you for asking. This is a weekly podcast where we cover number one issues, the first issues that come out of each new series. We read them, review them, and help aid you through the muddy and murky water. And uh, it's a reading club, really. Us four, and you, the listener. You nailed it. And this week, we're going to be covering I Can Sell You a Body on IDW and Thor out on Marvel. But this week, where we, were, where we would normally jump into the news, we're going to talk about none other than Drake, the heavy hitter of the 2010s, pop artist of the last decade, hip-hop artist phenom. We're going to talk about it here. As if it were news, it kind of is news, and we enjoy talking about it. Did you guys watch this two-hour-plus interview that Drake did with Rap Radar? No. Should I have? It's good. If you're a Drake fan, it is worth seeing. Does he talk about how he grooms chicks? He doesn't. He missed that one. But he does talk about literally every other controversy with a composure that is, uh, frankly, kind of refreshing for somebody as high-status as he is. And it's really interesting him coming up in this time of, like, Kanye's dissension. Yeah. And so it's like, and and kind of Jay-Z's retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, he's kind of like inheriting the throne. <laughs> um, and I think he has like a very like healthy hip hop attitude about it. As far as volume goes, he's probably the most popular oh, with rapper. So this right is now. the reason for the interview yeah. is because... And they start off the interview with this. They were like, out of the last 10 years, there was only 400 days that you weren't in the top 10 on Billboard. Wow. <laughs> and 200 of those days was sicko mode, which for some reason he's not credited in. Unbelievable. Oh, what? Yeah, he's totally in sicko mode. <laughs> he's half the song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? How do you not get credited for that? I Travis don't, Scott? I don't know if they're not like counting features or something like that. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. So in that way, they're like, you were the, you were the artist of the decade, not even hip hop artist, just the artist of the decade. And he's like, yeah. And he (laughs) just, yeah, I know. He talks about a lot of like interesting things and like, he's really real about everything. He's real about how he like can't sing and like how he tries to write pop songs and like his albums are about bangers and like all of his controversies. And like, it was like, it was good. I'm a fan. I know that you have gripes with him, and I I don't disagree with those gripes. Mm -hmm. But, like, after I watched it, I was like, this is a true demonstration of the difference between ego and confidence. Drake is very, very, very confident. Mm -hmm. Kanye is very, very egotistical. Mm -hmm. Both can produce, like, good things, but Drake seems to be more sustaining and reliable at at this point. His, his tenure is... Well, at this his, point, yeah. His tenure is about as half long as Kanye's, so... Kanye yeah. West is riding a plane <laughs> straight into the earth right now. Like, I don't know if he He could not... He, like, I rode Kanye all the way through his Trump bullshit, his, like, weird slave bullshit, his, like, weird rants, but the thing that did me in was Christian albums... A bad like, Christian album. Yeah, that's well. The thing. He did another one. It wasn't. I didn't good. even listen to it. <laughs> I didn't either. I was I, it produced any better? Could you have thought there'd be a day where it's like a Kanye album leaked, and like, like people don't I, even care? And yeah, nobody, nobody's like, oh, let me. Yeah. I was literally like, if it even shows up in my Spotify, I'm not mm-hmm. gonna listen to it. You remember how many people joined fucking title <laughs> just to get just to get one of his albums? I think it was. It was I think it was Watch the Throne though. No, it was Pablo. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Pablo oh. released early on title. Oh, okay. And <laughs> that album's good. Yeah. That it is good. That album's great. Here's one of my weird Drake moments from the past 10 years. Kick it. This has always baffled me. Do you guys ever watch The Shop? I have, yeah. No. Oh, okay, so it's like this LeBron barbershop, just like dude shooting the shit in a barbershop show. It's, it's almost like a talk show, but looser form where mm-hmm. they're just kind of... Soaking in people's conversations. Yeah. Might as well be a podcast. It's like listening to this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, there is this part where Drake is talking about his rap beef with Meek Mill or, or somebody. Sure. That's one of them, yeah. 
and um, they talk about how he could have released another song that was just going to fucking destroy somebody, but it was too mean. <laughs> and it was like, now's the time to lay off because the last track, you just like slaughtered this guy. And then the next one was like way too personal. And then LeBron is like, tell him what you said to me. You called me and you told me something. Tell him what you said to me. And Drake's like, I said, uh, I didn't want to disappoint you. And LeBron goes, that's right. You could never disappoint me, Drake. You could never disappoint me. You didn't like that. I hated that. It was so fucking weird. I like it. You like that? I I believe it. One, I, I think it's true. I hated that LeBron calls out Drake on his show mm-hmm. to be like, you called me like a little bitch, not wanting to me to be disappointed in you like I was your daddy. Like it came across like, like that from LeBron. Drake has this weird thing where like, he considers himself on par with, like, boxers and NBA stars, but he's just the hip-hop version of that. Yeah. And so, like, I love when, it like, he gets affirmation from somebody like LeBron that's Uh like, yes, your metaphor is correct. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, you are are not what I do. You're you're the LeBron James (laughs) of rap. He, yes, I think he's saying that. I think that's kind of ludicrous, but... That's their own metaphor that they're No, Ludacris th- is another rapper. We're talking about Drake. <laughs> Correct. Drake, the 20-teens LeBron of rap. You absolutely could, yeah. But that doesn't validate the weirdness of the conversation. <laughs> okay, so it is, it is weird. <laughs> it was such it's, a bizarre... Why would you care if LeBron was disappointed in you or not? Because LeBron one, is famous. You're a grown man. I, I think I think that he considers, like, the great. I, yeah. Um, so, like, for us, I guess, like, Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> so if we were like, Joe Rogan, I don't want you to be disappointed in this podcast that we're going to uh-huh. release. And he'd be like, you could never disappoint me. I would be like, Joe, man, I mean, you are the king of podcasts. Yeah. But this would be us going to somebody who is a chef. We'd be calling the best chef in Kansas City and being like, we didn't want to disappoint you with this hot take we had on our podcast, <laughs> sir. Is that okay, chef? And the chef was like, okay. oh, first with your club. You can never disappoint me, ever. Ragu. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that, put that, on a hair that puts it into perspective of how shitty that conversation was. He did, we, what's crazy, though, is he does that, like, he talks about that Meek Mill thing. Yeah. And do you remember that that was back-to-back? Yep. Yeah. He, like came out with you know. Also, back haven't they back. done songs together since? Oh, uh, d- so th- they've squashed the beef. Yep. And and they like have since like, um. That's the weirdest thing about rap beefs to me. I mean, I we've all heard the song, Drake destroys Meek Mill yeah. in this rap. Yes. Like well, yep. uh, hands I, down. Yep. And the fact I'm that surprised it, Meek Mill didn't jump off a goddamn brick. I could talk Drake all day, but uh, do you think him and Nicki Minaj should be together? Drake? Yeah. I don't think they have, like, ro- romantic love for each other. Okay. There's always that, like, in every rap song I hear with them in it, Drake's always talking about how. Like sister, kind of. No, like how he wants to marry Nicki Minaj. I don't think and so. And how she's just like, he was with no. He was with uh, J-Lo for a minute. Drake was? Mm-hmm. Um, I is, thought that was a publicity stunt. He says they had good times together. He probably had some. He probably got a little bit of that. That's like, I don't know. But yeah, that's fine. I guess I'm not. Whenever, gonna... when, whenever, whenever he was with Rihanna, I was like, "Great." I, I think he got his heart broken. I think, I think good that... because Rihanna is too good for Drake. Mm. I love Rihanna. I mean, I'm re- I'm Riri all the way. She's not bad. I like her, but I don't, I would say I think I she's, think she's too hard for him. I think she's on the same level. He's like he's but he's like soft hearted. Like, he wears his heart on his sleeve. He's a romantic. He tries to, like, woo people. Yeah, yeah. and Rihanna will fucking cut that motherfucker to pieces. <laughs> you think? I think she's hard. Her tats are sweet. Yeah, well, there's no debating that, but I feel like she's, like, the kind of person that just, like, doesn't need anybody. And, like, whenever, like, those soft people approach her, she's just like, oh, I can just cut this dude up real quick. All right. I can see that, I guess. 
I don't know that much about Rihanna like that. Her boyfriend's a billionaire. Mm, uh, Bezos? <laughs> yeah, she's dating Bezos. <laughs> or Putin. <laughs> Pick a bald-headed guy and she's dating him. <laughs> Who is her? Who's her billionaire boyfriend? I don't know, some tech mobile. Everything you've been saying for the last five minutes sounds like rap fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Me? <laughs> you Both of you. <laughs> it does sound like fanfic. I have one final statement about rap, and then we can go somewhere else. Okay. Yeah. What do you guys feel about Future? Love him. Yeah, I like Future. Okay. Phenomenal. What, I, gonna... I, can't, I can't get into his stuff. Why? It's so good. I just can't. He's mayor of Atlanta. He, He's so, like, his hits are golden. What do you mean he's mayor of Atlanta? Like, he, he's, like... Unofficial. Um, he's, he checked, he's checked in the most on that app that makes you mayor. <laughs> he, yes, I think he. I think he gives to the community. I think he's like he's somebody. He's a true somebody like Tech Nine is here. Yeah. He's not just like, uh, like an Atlanta kind of like uh-huh. fly by night person, right? And I think he's like, I don't. I think he has true storytelling techniques, and he writes hits. Like it, that is weird to me. Like he's kind of like a just a layup as far as like people I can't. I can't really. I can't. I don't know what about it. I don't know if the beats don't connect with me or like his auto tune or whatever, but you don't like mask off. I can't even tell you what that sounds like. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're just like playing with us. Yeah. <laughs> you know the intricacies of Drake's relationships, but you've never heard mask off. Hum it, hum it for me. Do, 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 do. Hum it. How do you hum any rap song? Mask, mask off. off. Fuck it. Mask, mask off. off. Not enough. They have a I dance for it. I can't even tell you. Nope. <laughs> what? Actually, okay. So I did like the album that Drake and Future, Future did, did together. Okay, 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 yeah. But I felt like that was because Future was r- wrangled in. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Who knew that was going to be the last straw in our friendship? <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not like ride or die future, but I think he's good. <laughs> I, I don't I'm not think saying he's he... good enough to like be aware of his like, top 10 worldwide hits. <laughs> I think you're just fucking with us. It's like there's I'm not I'm not a huge fan he's of He's unavoidable though. Future. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Sorry. All right. Oh, okay. The things he said against Russell Wilson, I will never forget. Are you thinking about little B? No, I don't know. Did Future have beef with Russell Wilson? Future was married or not married, but was dating Sierra. Yeah. Correct? That's oh, okay. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you know about all these people's love lives? I you hear can't things. name their top, top single. I think he likes <laughs> rap for, like, the drama. He's all about the drama. There's some good drama in rap. There is some. I won't deny you that. Yeah. It's like your WWF. It really is. It's my <laughs> bread and fucking butter. Um. Um. um I just wanted to join in. Um. 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 Well. Those are good vocal pauses. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're kicking off 2020, right? Hey, we had a big year last yeah, we year. Did. We switched platforms. Yep. We're on Spotify mm-hmm. now. Well, I think that's enough of Drake. So why don't we just go ahead and get into these comic books and get this cod, cod past? Get this cod past get, par- parted. And get this podcast started. Um, and I'm a lard ass and I sharted. 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 First up, we got Thor by Donny Cates and Nick Klein. Now, one thing that you might not know about this run of Thor is that it is on Marvel Comics. Ah, yes. It didn't switch publishers. Nope. Right. So, Which is confusing a lot of people. Yes. <laughs> We've gotten a lot of questions on the on Twitter, at First Issue Club. Is Thor still on Marvel? He looks right. different. Oftentimes, when a phenomenally successful run on a publisher happens, that publisher says, eh, you can go somewhere else if you want. Yeah. But Marvel this time decided to keep Thor. Yeah. It, I think it was a good move. It was a good I'd move. I'd like to see more Thor Marvel movies. I'd like to keep them I'd like to see them keep up with this trend of keeping things. Yeah. Uh King Thor just ended. Yep. 
So did um, Silver Surfer Black. <laughs> we'll get to the why that's important. And uh, now and we so have... so did the Thor run that was it, before this. Yes, and the Thor run ended. And uh, War of the Realms ended. Mm-hmm. All of those things matter. Because... And you wonder, why did we bring all that up? <laughs> well, tell us, Greg. Because every one of those events is fucking referenced in this book. Oh, shit, we made a... Grave mistake. No, we what didn't. What have we done? We made a rule that we can't curse as much on the podcast. Did we say that? No, we just, we just like, talked through it. Right. We didn't arrive at a rule. Yeah. I think I made a rule for myself. I didn't want to curse as much. Well, why are you making your rule my rule? Yeah. I make all... my own rules. Okay. I My new rule is to curse less than budget. You know who you're in charge of, Greg? <laughs> Yourself. I need to call- End Le- of list. I need to call LeBron James real quick. <laughs> I'm Hope never. Not, I don't want to let him down. Never to me, not sir. proud of you. I'm never not proud of you. Okay. The reason we bring all these up is because every one of those events is mentioned and/or referred to in this new Thor book, and that is a big deal because Donny Cates has been building up to this Thor moment with every little small detail he's given out in Venom, in War of the Realms, in Silver Surfer Black. And I think it's all culminating now in this Thor run. And he has some pretty big shoes to fill because Jason Aaron is no longer helming Thor. And he did such a phenomenal job over the decade that it's going to be a, a tough journey for Mr. Donny Cates. Let, let this comic book launch a new generation of comic book consumers. I hope that it does. In what way? I think that, that like... If there are people out there being like, I want to dip in in a traditional fashion of buying comic books, like, I could maybe, like, get into something new. I hope they lock and load for this store run because it's, it's taken off. Um, is, is I, was, it, I was really impressed by this first issue. This is a, a wagon you want to hit your ride on. So was I. I had a lot of fun with this first issue. Do you ever find yourself in a situation wherein you say, can't Thor just have a little bit of fun for once, though? <laughs> I feel like we've seen him just have a shitty, shitty time for a good while. I kind of needed a breather. Well, I think he has a shitty time in the comics, but in the movies, he's certainly comic relief. No, but that's what I'm saying. As somebody who's been reading these comics forever, right? Like, I think I either needed a hiatus from Thor, like... Give me a few months in between uh, the King Thor run ending and this run starting, or give me Thor just having like a blast beating some shit up for a little bit. Now, sounds like a major knock. I loved this comic book. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was so good, and the decisions made and the planning you can tell that went into it, unbelievable. But light it is not. But light it is not. It, it, I, I can Maybe we'll get there. Donny Cates can write light. It, he definitely can. I also think like there was a little bit of Iron Man Sharpie on the yep on Mionor. Mm-hmm. So did I say that right? No, Mjolnir. So you did not. Mionor. Nope. nope still Mjolnir. wrong. Say it again. Mjolnir. 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 Wow, this could go on for days. <laughs> I, just I thought re- it was Mjolnir. What did I say? You corrected me with the wrong thing. Maybe I did. Mjolnir. Mjolnir. <laughs> Mjolnir. You got it. Nir, I say nir instead of near. I think so. Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Oh, fuck. Now you got me doing it. What about Mjolnir? <laughs> you stop. Turn off his microphone. You're done. <laughs> what if, what, well, anyway, this, the this big would, hammer that Thor carries around? <laughs> well, this would be the, this would piss people off and get us the worst reviews <laughs> if we just picked the worst pronunciation of it possible and stuck with it, it with really it. confidently. Yeah. Mjolnir. 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 <laughs> Mjolnir. <laughs> it's like suction. Can we make a whole episode of us saying Mjolnir? <laughs> just 35 minutes of us going, Mjolnir? Mjolnir? Mjolnir. Mjolnir? <laughs> um... <laughs> Donny Cates, can we get back to the yeah, good, good. Is that, yeah. Is that enough? Is that okay? I don't know what the hell you were doing, but yeah, we're ready to talk wanted about to it. talk about his hammer more. Um, <laughs> it is a prominent character, and think about that the 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 hammer is a character in and of itself, <laughs> much like New York City. 
Oh, we crack our asses up here at First Issue Club. Um, okay, Donny Cates wrote um, Silver Surfer Black, which is epic. Yes. And has a lot of like just interesting things that happen. As it was rumored, if you were paying attention at all, that um, Thor, the God King, would become uh, the Herald of Galactus. That was like... I saw that popping up everywhere on, like, spec blogs and things like that. I'm glad I avoided that. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. Okay. So the, there's a what if where he becomes the the, the, the really? herald of Galactus that was not released too long ago. And that was, like, flying. Like, so somehow, I don't, I didn't read the previews on this, but somehow the previews must have been very obvious about okay. that. Am I correct? I avoided it as well because my new resolution for 2020 is spec is dead. Okay. And well, I try to refrain from it. I'll be your uh, your spec guy. You're my spec guy from now on. Okay, so that that was the case. I had no idea how it was going to get to there. Bringing it through the timeline of Silver Surfer Black was fucking beautiful. Yeah, yes. to like to transfer it through that way um, and connecting those. And I am a sucker for Galactus. I just think he's one of the most like interesting, like fun stories. Difficult like... backstory. <laughs> yeah, like not a lot of people know about. Well, who Galactus was before he was Galactus. Well, Silver Surfer Black was a great quick primer for that, too. He was. Yeah. And he was uh, prominent in, in um, Doctor Strange for a minute, the last run mm-hmm. of it. And so he's been, like, popping in and out and stuff. Most famously in Fantastic Four, I think, is where he... Isn't that, like, he, he pretty... 100% yes. is. I, I read a lot of Fantastic Four when I was younger, too, so... I. I always have a nice connection to this character when he pops back up. Did you guys notice one small little detail in this book that I thought was really nice? They didn't call him Silver Surfer. Oh, yeah. They Norman. called him Surfer. Oh, they called him just Surfer? And by his, like, his given name. Thor uh-huh. called him by his given name. Yeah. And that's true. He's not Silver anymore. Oh. Oh, yeah. So they just called him Surfer. Which I thought was like, when you notice it, you're like, holy cow, like, <laughs> they changed it. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a really great Yeah, like, I didn't catch. even notice that. Um, so essentially what we have here is that through all of these timelines, Thor is now inherited Zeus. So he's the king. Oh, time out. What? Odin. Odin, sorry. That's what I meant. Yeah. Zeus, Odin. Odin. Odin is dead. Yes. From War of the Realms, we find out that Odin had died. Yes. Okay. So now he's the new king. One <laughs> interesting thing about being the King of Asgard is that apparently it imbues you with new powers. <laughs> yeah. And that I crazy? wasn't aware of that. Um, in that he can stop his hammer, I guess. Mid-flight. That's, that's the only thing we really got teased at. I guess the King of Asgard is ultimately the person who created Mjolnir. So makes sense that he would have some sort of control or power over it. Well, okay, one of the coolest things, and, and Donny Cates does this really well, is uh, the hammer is getting heavier. And so Donny Cates does a little nod to the audience, and he's like, Thor doesn't know this, but this is going to have big implications. I think, essentially saying, like, there's going to be a new Thor in this run. I think there has to be. Why? That just happened. Yeah. Don't do that again. <laughs> it, yeah. Are we going to retire him for good this time? Doubtful. Who do you think is going to inherit the hammer? Hopefully, no one. I, I, and like, I, 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 I was curious about what Donny Cates was trying to get across there. So I didn't know if I. it was like, like the hammer was becoming too heavy for him because he had chosen like a new role. Heavy like, is the head that wears the crown or the person yeah, who yeah. wields the right. Hammer. Like, what theme is he trying to play at here? And so. That's another rabbit hole I'm excited to go down with this series of just, like, he's not becoming unworthy. Yeah. It's just that maybe the the story's going to lead us to he needs to focus on being the true king of Asgard. Oh, yeah. That That is his new title. Yeah. You're and, no longer And now Thor. also Harold of Galactus. Harold, yeah. Which I think, yeah, yeah, holy shit. So many things were just introduced in this comic book. So is that technically, when somebody becomes a new Harold, is that a new character? Yeah, this is a first appearance. It is? Of Harold Thor. Harold Thor, okay. Yeah, why not? All right. Not that it matters, but... Uh, yeah, so it switches, hammer switches to somebody new. I'm guessing it's going to go to Loki. Ugh. That's just... No, thank you. Yeah. 
Think that's dumb? I'm out on that. I hope uh, it, I, mean, I, it I hope it's not a white dude. If it's if it's better 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 a bill. Yeah. If it's him that'd be cool. I'd be interested in seeing more of him or Cosmic Ghost Rider. No. <laughs> you don't want him wielding? No, 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 no. That's like giving Deadpool the <laughs> hammer. It was it cool is. to see the conference of all like the heralds. Oh yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. To figure out what the hell they're going to do with Galactus. Who is Dolphin Head in that? I didn't, know who, or flipper head. I didn't know who two-thirds yeah. of that table yeah, was. Okay. That's some deep Marvel stuff right there. That's cool that he was able to, like, in literally a page, he just says, boop, all the heralds ever yep. here. Except for yeah. Doctor Strange wasn't there. That's true. He wasn't there. Well, I don't think every herald was. Okay. Most of the heralds. Most of them, yeah. As many as they could muster. Okay. Or who heeded the call to join them. Mm. Heralds! <laughs> Harold's assemble, <laughs> and some guy named Harold shows up. He's like, "Hi, I got this." Uh, would yeah? Would you guys email? Read, would you guys read an offshoot of, of all the heralds like that didn't get chosen now? So like that didn't get chosen. So like Thor is now the herald, and yes. so all the all the heralds are just sitting there being like, "What the fuck will we do?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they go like play Twister or something. It's called Hark the Heralds. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Hark the Heralds. Uh, no, I wouldn't. You wouldn't read that? Okay. Wait, who's writing it? <laughs> um, Stanley. <laughs> oh shit! In Jack Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I read that read it now. <laughs> okay, little bitch. Thank you. I, mean, I might. <laughs> Showed you. <laughs> yeah, you really got me. Fuck, Ever man. heard of him? Oh man, rough twenty twenty for Greg so far. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting fucking dunked on. <laughs> I don't know who Future is. <laughs> Uh, this comic book was great. It was, like, fantastic, Well, number one. One of the cool things is that when you think about Thor, there's a couple different archetypes or visions of, of Thor you could have. One is, like, medieval. One is, like, that sort of Grecian, Zeusian sort of god. And then there is also 80s fantasy metal sort of character. Yeah. And yeah. I think the rainbow themes and his new look with, like, the long, long hair and the headband thing. He looks like an 80s yeah. rock god. He should be in Man of War. Like, yeah. I, I also think there's, like, Thor the Alien. Um, like, Thor the Science oh, Fiction novel. Yeah, like, sure. Which is not... Oh, not... Common. Uh, it, oh, no, sorry. Is is um also part of that 80s fantasy, like, yeah. metal thing is, like, a little bit of that sci-fi stuff. Totally. So, yeah. I think you're getting, like, a sci-fi... Where 80, was he in 80, that? 80s hair oh, like, metal. like he's from another planet, so technically he's like an alien? Yeah. Kind of but, thing? Yeah. Okay. And he's going to be exploring the cosmos. But I think this is going to yeah. turn into like a sci-fi book, yep. which is... So I think Guardians of the Galaxy is also going to come into play here. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Which Kate's has been writing. It's mm. moving over to someone else, though, right? I think it's already moved. Has it? Al Ewing. Al Ewing, that's right. Yeah. Which will be fucking dope. Uh, how badass was it that Galactus was missing an arm? So cool looking. You got to say something fucked up happened. <laughs> what did they What did they call that winner again? Was it the black winner? black winner? Yeah, I think and so. We're led to believe that's null, right? Oh, I hadn't gone there. That makes sense though. That's what I assume is coming. I would after Silver Surfer Black. I would assume. Yeah. Did you guys know that Galactus? takes the form of what he looks like in your head. That was my next question, if you guys knew that or not. I didn't know that. I think I had read it, like, a few months ago because I was wondering who the fuck Galactus was. Because, like, I was I was reading some, like, article about, like, how Galactus could be introduced to the MCU, and I was like, I honestly don't know who the fuck Whoa. Galactus Wait, is. Wait, this is blowing my mind right now. That totally makes sense for him being a cloud in the Fantastic Four movies, then. Why does it make sense? Because he he takes the form of your mind, like what's in your mind. He's not just traditionally purple yeah. guy with purple hat. Humans wouldn't uh, perceive Galactus as a four hundred foot tall man, right? They could just <laughs> he's like a cloud. Yeah, right. <laughs> I assumed that it took on whatever species you were. Oh, like he looks like a horse to horses. Yes. Oh. Maybe and a duck to Howard the Duck. So maybe that movie was just saying we're actually clouds. Ooh, whoa, that's a deeper, deeper level <laughs> of that movie now. Holy shit. People hated it, now they love it. <laughs> well, now that we all realize that we're clouds. <laughs> you know what's fucked up? I have the same powers as Galactus. <laughs> Do tell. Like, when you look at me, it's not what Mike D sees when he looks at me. For real? Yeah. 
Like how you see a little bitch. <laughs> what do you see? Strong man. Strong man. Strong handsome man. Yeah. I could see that, I guess. <laughs> you don't sound too convinced. <laughs> I'm, I'm still on this cloud thing. <laughs> I'm a cloud. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It's weird. Like, Marvel constantly has been blowing us away with, like, number ones. I mm-hmm. think a lot that happened a lot in 2019. Yep. 2019 belonged to Marvel. Did it? Yeah. It's Marvel's had a good run. I think it did really good in 2018 as well. Mm-hmm. And it's starting strong in 2020. Did Do you guys know if there's like an event? Like a There couldn't have been a midnight release. This was also one of the weirdest fucking weeks for it to release itself. Oh, the last two weeks have been weird. Because this technically would have came out on Wednesday, which is a holiday. So most shops got this on a Thursday, which is like, if I'm Marvel, I'm not releasing one of my biggest books on this like weird day where people don't even know when to buy it. Yeah. They had like 23 different covers. That's a great point. Very weird. Yeah. I mean, maybe they just like had to start the first week and they also knew, and maybe this is smart, there wasn't a lot of competition for this book this week. Sure. So Everybody's buying it. I guess unless you're reading Avengers Tarot or whatever. Fuck. Even I'm not picking that up. <laughs> yeah, and I pick up everything. <laughs> really, you didn't Same. pick that up? No. Good call. It, it like the art looked cool, but whatever the fuck it is, I'll find you in a dollar bin. <laughs> I think so. That's safe to say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you were. This is a lot of anticipation, Greg, and you are like our our Thor master. Great yes. question. Um, it's coming. How did you feel about this? Yep. Like. That's the great question that's ex- coming. Ex- ex- no, because you've got a boner for Thor. I do have a boner. And you've for read Thor. like yes. more of these books than anybody. And you're a Jason yes. Aaron guy, so yes. now it's changing hands. Yes. I thought the setup was perfect. What you got was the intro into where Thor has been and what he's gone through in the last few years in his series in this three panel setup of basically. Thor's hammer being an intercom system through the realms, letting the entire realms know that Odin is dead. I am the new king. And I'm not having your shit. And that's basically it. He's just like, knock it the fuck off. We're going to have peace whether I have to raise a little hell or not. And I thought that was great. The, The idea that he is kind of reluctant because... He has built up his whole life that he wanted to be king of Asgard. And now that he is, he's just like, well, fuck, now I can't be an Avenger or go off. It's like when you, like, get married or have a kid. You're just mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, my life's totally different now. I can't yep. go out to the bars with my buddies anymore. Or I can't, you know, buy whatever I want whenever I want. Like, this is a new lifestyle for him. And it's going to be a lot of growing pains for Thor and a new role. So that's kind of cool to see that character go through that. And, like, he's trying to make the the role of being king his own. Like, he made his own throne from the the, the the everlasting tree or whatever. And, like, it's built into that because that's where Mjolnir is, like, created. Like, that's what is a vital part of his identity. So just to see that all weaved in into one book was uh, really cool. Are you, are you frustrated at all that there's a huge build and anticipation for him to be a king and move into a whole new phase of the character, only to have him immediately thrust back into superheroing. <laughs> like, you're, we're changing your whole aspect and your whole thing to be a king, and then partway through the issue served up, you are now the Herald of Galactus. It's right. like a whole other subset of identity. Uh, no, because I think through this trial that he has to go through now, he's probably going to come to a realization of what it means to be a leader or to be a king and, like, to accept that role or something along those lines. So I know it serves a purpose. Do you think that this is autobiographical for Donny Cates in some ways of him also saying that he's inheriting the throne of Marvel? Oh. And creating a new throne? Well. Two years ago, we said Donny Cates would be the new Jason Aaron. Here he is. And here he is, yeah. Um, probably a little bit. Like, he wants to make it his own, so he's kind of shifting it up. It's like when, like a, it's like a new, when a new principal comes to do your school. Just like, hey, I may do things a little differently, but everything's going to stay the same. Lunch is still <laughs> at noon. You get two recesses a day. 
It's going to be fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I yeah, that's a great metaphor. <laughs> the other thing that could be autobiographical is at the end, he pens an amazing... Um, the letter was l- great. Yeah, yeah that let was a great letter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, letter to the reader, where he, wherein he says like, "Hey, I got news for you. When you become a comic book artist, a little part of you like dies. Um, you got to grow up because you see how the meat is made. Yeah, you lose the magic. And yeah. and in some ways, like that's what the story is about. Like you said it yourself. Mm-hmm. Thor loses the magic a little bit by having to grow up. But then he ends that story with like, but Thor always got to keep the magic for me. And like he kind of ends the story with like." But there might be a little magic for Thor now. Yeah. And this may just be like Thor's last hurrah kind of thing as like a big... His baby moon? Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be the most powerful version of Thor he's ever been. I'm Wh- assuming Which he's... is crazy because we've seen a pretty powerful Thor the last five years. Yeah. Like, I didn't know he could get any stronger. But he's inherited the power cosmic. <laughs> All right, yeah. If you didn't know Thor was coming out, you were living under a rock, or maybe you were just enjoying your holiday, which you should have done as well. I hope you had a nice one. Yeah. This is a pretty good intro for Donnie Cates into the Thor uh, helm. I'm pretty sure it calmed a lot of people's worries about how he was going to do, so I think Marvel can breathe a sigh of relief that seems to be on track for uh, what people are going to enjoy. And I can already say, even though we've read two first issues in 2020, this is probably a contender for best first issue of the year. It certainly is, yes. Uh, I would agree. He baked this one for a long time. Yeah, you do something with this much history and build up, and then to have it also feel like a first issue, too, and not just like Thor 748 with a one on it, it definitely felt like a first issue, but with a lot of history behind it. Do you think okay? Do you think Noel is the big the big bad that's coming? Yeah. Do you think he dies for real with the store run? Like that's gonna what that's what's gonna be the overarching story that he's gonna tell is the death of Noel. Yeah. You think you think Noel is so bad that he's he's like fucking around with Galactus, just blowing Galactus up like that? Yeah, I feel like Noel's just chaos and like he's a eater of realities. Yeah, I guess you're right. So. Maybe. It'd be, it'd be nice if it was even bigger than Null. What's bigger than Null? The dude eats realities. Maybe, potentially. We don't know yet. Could be a different guy. Well, he's a part of like a bigger thing, I guess. Yeah. Right? The blackness. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's, good. it's a good thing when you like get so crazy when you're like, how do we make something bigger? Oh, he fucking destroys reality. He's the color black. He's just dark. He is the void. Yep. Top that. Oh, well, it's actually the guy writing the comic. That's the big bad. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you get bigger than that. Yeah, remember when... You go meta. Remember when Doomsday was the worst thing we could think of? Just <laughs> <laughs> a big Superman rock guy? And yeah. made him bleed? Uh, how about, wow. How about all of reality ceases to exist, <laughs> motherfucker? That's my power. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can punch Superman? Cool. <laughs> How about I just erase you? Yeah, I halt everything. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. All right, that was Thor. (laughs) Number one. Next up, we have I Can Sell You a Body. Who's it by, Mike D? Oh, this is by uh, Ryan Ferrier and George Combatius. Do we like Ryan Ferrier? I do. He's great. I'm a Ryan Ferrier fan. Same. Yep. What's Ryan Ferrier done for those that don't know? Oh, Tiger Lawyer. <laughs> Tiger Lawyer, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's his most famous. But that, did he do God Hates Astronauts? He did. Yes. That book's awesome. Yeah. Um, he's He always does a, a tinge of humor. Yep. And he is a super nice guy. He is very nice yeah, he's, he's, at con. He's yes, yeah. and he is very talented mm-hmm. at writing comic books. Um, so this is an IDW book, which we sometimes shit on. But they are have... you setting up all this nice for uh, something that comes down the pipe? That <laughs> I'm actually not. So I'm. So this will be a nice conversation. Okay. I I, I didn't I didn't hate this book, um, but I I was gonna say that sometimes we shit on IDW for uh, just being like you know not not a 
not a trustworthy publisher that people can sink <laughs> their teeth into. Um, it's and, a lot of superficial titles. So yeah, and then a lot of like just like weird risks that don't make sense sometimes. Yeah. But um, this is an, a newer book with a fantastic cover, fantastic author. The cover was so striking. Um, I I saw it in my upcoming comics list, and I was like, we have to cover this just based on that. In the title, which is I, I guess seems to be a little bit. Uh, well, the the fad these days is to name your comic book exactly what it is, mm-hmm. a la uh, Basketful of Heads. And Thor. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, this is a new comic book that um, the premise is that there is a medium. Is that what you guys call it? Yeah. They call him a psychic, though. Um, he can talk to the dead, and he's making a career of it. But, uh-oh, he got into some trouble with some mafioso people. He owes them a hundred grand, and he needs to bring Papa back and put it into a new body, which is a new power that he has. He can not only talk to dead people, which he's been making a living on, and he was famous for on a television show, but now he can take those people and put them into a body, although he has not mastered how that happens. You nailed it. Got it. Sometimes when I read a comic book and it's based on, like, a, a story or, like, a... A character uh, type? Or... Yeah, or, like, a model of, like, this is the thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. I, like, look at, like, is that how that would be like? And this thing being, like, guy that talks to dead people. But actually does it? <laughs> yeah, like, and, and figures that out. I was like, is that how that would actually be? And I was like, no, this... This book does not feel like no, like that yeah. representation at all. And in some ways, like, I think Ryan also knew that. And it was kind of like he had fun with it where he's like, I know this is weird. Like, I'm not really nailing it. Like, a lot of other people have nailed it. Go see Ghost. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm intentionally not nailing it because I want to be like a little funner with it. Yeah, a little yeah. bit more tongue in cheek with it, which to me made for a lighter, more fun read. Yep. Um, it's going to be a four-parter, and it's like a little bit of a mystery kind of detective thing on it. Is this like a... I like that a book this silly isn't that high of a commitment. It definitely upped the silly yeah. real, real quickly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Greg, you seem unimpressed, yeah. so let's visit that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's just that. I was just I was a little underwhelmed by this book. By... I just felt like the writing was clunky. The story went in like really kind of predict- predictable ways. And I don't know, like it's, it's, as a reader, it didn't really hit it for me. I think one point where I will agree with you, Cinna Grace uh, recently was doing like a teen book on Boom. Oh, Ghosted in L.A.? Yeah, that is I'll have to say like a better version of this, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, it's this, it's a similar concept, but it's like a little bit more, has more to it. Yeah. Whereas like there is a lot of predictableness in it, mm-hmm. in, in this book. So yes, it, it has that. Mike? I, yeah. I enjoyed this character as a lead. When I picture TV psychic, I definitely picture washed up guy. And he's certainly that. Um, I loved his relationship with his secretary who hasn't been getting a paycheck. He's essentially got like a shrink's office, but people come to him and he's just making up costs of things on the fly and, uh, actually giving people what they're asking for. Um, so I think it was kind of an interesting take on a a thing where you normally expect the guy to be a hack. Um... Now he's promising something that he can like kind of sell and he's the most irresponsible loser like of all time and to a comical extent. Like it's absurd how ridiculously irresponsible he is. A prime example being he has a potential client walk into his door who's this beautiful woman and... She stands to make this big inheritance, and you think, oh, this is going to be his meal ticket, and we're going to ride his relationship with this woman over the next few issues trying to get this inheritance. Um, Turns out she has no inheritance, and he gives her all the money he has left. (laughs) Because he's like, I'm going to die anyway. Because he's like, I'm going to die anyway. I've resolved to saying I'm not going to be able to get this mob boss in a new body, 
and I'm not going to be able to get the money they want anyway. <laughs> so I'm going to give the head start that I have just away to somebody. I was, That is like the thing that I was like, hmm, I like this guy. Yeah. I also, <laughs> he just rolls the dice. <laughs> <laughs> I also think it's funny that there's essentially a mob in Ghost World. Yeah. And the the fact that Ghost World isn't like heaven or hell, it's just a bunch of translucent people on earth that pop in and pop out and they're racketeering and beating dudes up in Ghost World too. Yeah, the dude was tied to a ghost chair <laughs> with ghost ropes. Is there like a general store in the afterlife that we're not being told about? Also, like, think about just the absurdity of, like, so he has to physically go, like, turn around and talk to everybody dead to find them, to, like, bring them to the person. That is infinite amounts of people. Mm -hmm. Like, how he can just catalog through that casually. He's like, oh, not you, Uh, somebody else. Uh, It's just absurd. That's why I was, like, saying, like, no, this is not how that works. But, like, for this comic, it's, like, just absurd enough to work, I think. Mm -hmm. I agree. It, yeah. I mean, that... (laughs) What order did you read these in? You know damn well what order I read. Yeah, you read Thor first, and then I can sell you a body. And I did did myself no services. The first thing I said when I came in and gave Budget King the comics to read, I said, read, I can sell you a body first. That was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, you curated curated that experience for me. It's going to seem underwhelming after this iconic story arc that's been building for two years yeah, yeah. <laughs> or from more it's a nice appetite appetizer yeah right that's if, if people are gonna read comic books this week this week read them in exactly that order mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm done with i can sell you a body would recommend if you're in for some light fare yeah sure if you've got whatever 3.99 to blow if you need to pause on it and just wait for all four to come out i think Fine. it's gonna be a fun read yeah especially yeah. If, you, if you like like mystery kind of stuff it it is funny. It's legitimately like a fun, funny read. Yeah, you can't say when he has that fake ad, you didn't like smile a little bit. Yeah, it was great, man. Not everything. I did. It didn't connect with me as a reader. I'm not sorry. Everything can be Seinfeld. Yeah. What do you want him to talk about? Corn nuts and everything you read. <laughs> Fucking a, Greg. Twenty twenty rips <laughs> so hard. What do you think is going to happen in 2020? Com- oh, this comic is book Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is good. Let's get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me put on my Jay Leno thinking cap. Thank you. And give you some uh, pre-comic book headlines. <laughs> some 2020 comic book predicted predicting the headlines. I think that uh, Valiant's going to try to um, dip into their, like, Bloodshot, whatever, Fame, Rye, all that kind of stuff. And I think well, it's. Well, because that movie's coming out yeah, too. I think it is going to crash and burn. We will see the non existence of Valiant. I want them to succeed so badly. I do too. They but- have the, the history <laughs> and all the lore and all the characters are there. They just need someone to iron it all out and fucking streamline it. I, I, I hope they succeed wholeheartedly. Do you ever think they've thought about taking their classic characters, putting number one on those <laughs> issues, and then, like, trying to kind of, like, reposition the characters for, like, a modern audience? I no. think that happens every three weeks. For it them. happens every fucking three weeks, and no one gives a shit ever. With ever. Valiant? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, I hope this is Valiant's year. I hope this is the year of Valiant. It's not going to be. Here's how you fix Valiant. You make them all babies. <laughs> that fixes mostly everything, I think. Valiant Jr. Yeah. Baby Bloodshot. <laughs> Baby Ninjack. Baby Faith. You're right. This is That's so right. You, you need... Valiant's hiring, like, weirdos all the time. I see it on all my headlines. They need to hire you. Make you the baby genius of Valiant. Can you imagine me going into a meeting? <laughs> All right, everyone. There's one rule, one rule only. Make them babies. It's all babies. <laughs> I, I am I am carried out of that meeting on their shoulders. Yeah. Now, they wouldn't make you a billionaire because I know that makes you upset, but damn, you would be close. It makes me nervous. Yeah. 
Makes me nervous to be a billionaire. Afraid of money. Any other predictions in 2020? Uh, I think Marvel tops DC again. Mm-hmm. As far as content, not sales. Because for whatever fucking reason, people buy DC books out the ass. We saw this time and time again last year when we looked at the top-selling books of the month or the week or whatever. And every time it was DC just selling hordes of copies. Hordes of Detective Comics 932 yeah. for whatever goddamn reason. Is there a mainstream comic book character that's transgender? None that I can think of off the top of my head. I bet that happens in 2020. Like a, a main, more prominent a mainstream one? one. Yeah. yeah, it does. I could see that. I, was, I think there are, like, genderless. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah. Okay. That's a good call. I bet. As far as, like, the big two, because they really haven't played around with that. This is probably going to be the year that Stan Lee croaks, and that is going to be a sad, sad day in comics. Yeah, it's a... We'll pick that up after the episode, and we have to have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good uh, excuse as any to say goodbye, and we'll see you next week. I have week. no idea how this episode ends. This is... It's a fade to black. It's the Sopranos. <laughs> this is a trip, and then we were falling down the hill, and we just kept rolling, and then somebody uh, gave us wheels, and we're rolling, and now we yeah. started again. Well, we were off for two weeks because of the holiday. We That's had those true. holiday episodes all yeah. set up. It's going to take us a few to get back in it. Yeah. Caitlin's not here because she's sick, so she can't really be the voice of reason. Oh, we didn't do the thing where we say who's on the episode. Does that matter? They fucking know by now. Yeah. Well, they know by now, but they maybe it would have been a hard intro. Sorry, guys, if this is hard to listen to. If this needs to end at all, then let us know. <laughs> We've been doing this since 2017, so. Yeah, if we're done, then let us, then give us the notice, I guess. We just don't want to let you down. <laughs> LeBron, call us. This has been another episode of First Issue Club. We are a proud member of the Fountain City Frequency family of podcasts. Our music is provided by Primary Color Music. We are recorded in KCUR Studios. You can find us, rate us, friend, and follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email, and your favorite listening platforms at First Issue Club, F-I-R-S-T.